Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. My goodness. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Thank you guys so much for hanging in there and understanding that I just needed to take a little bit of time. Um, And it's kind of, you know, I've experienced this over the years when it comes to death. Um, when my first husband committed suicide and my dad died, I just kept pushing through, push, 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 and then I collapse instead of just allowing myself to accept at the beginning and work through it. It's kind of backwards with me. Um, and I think I was getting to this point, especially since the death of my husband has been not a very cut and dry situation. Um, there was a delays and I'm still working with the hospital and the cause of the death. Um, and we're going from there and then delaying his uh, celebration of life by uh, five months because I wanted to make sure everybody had um, the opportunity to feel comfortable and find an outdoor event. So I needed to make sure the, or a venue rather, and I wanted to make sure that the weather was decent. And, um, so all of that just dragged on. And I actually, uh, went to my boss, um, right before my husband's service, which was in the middle of May, uh, and tell him I either need to take some time off or I'm going to I'm going to go crazy. And so I've actually been off work these last couple of weeks, and it's been helpful. It's allowed me to think about everything and cry, make some changes in my home, not to remove my husband, but uh, to start opening that chapter and creating a new me within my home. So the things of my husband's are just not always right there in my face. Constant reminder. I mean, he's never going to be out of my mind, but it's important that I start adapting and making the changes that I need to, to try and heal, which right now I just don't know if I ever could, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take time. So anyways, Thank you again for always being there and so supportive as I start off this uh, June 6th episode going blah, 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 blah about everything. And uh, so thank you guys so much. Today we're going to read a story uh, from Iris. 
And she sent this back to me last fall. And it was real interesting because she had been listening to the podcast and and was pleased with it and wanted to share her story and appreciated not feeling alone um, for the affair she'd been having and her marriage. And I was getting ready to prepare it the way that I usually do. And she messaged and said, "Um, my husband wants us to hold off on this. And so I said, okay, she needed to alter some things or something like that. And so some time went by and she, she sent more in and then we just kind of recreated the whole story between the couple that she had sent in. And I'm excited to finally be able to uh, share this with everybody. She's also been a big supporter of mine uh, through my grieving and has touched base and is a very kind and caring woman, and I can tell. Also, I wanted to do a quick hello to my newest Patreon subscribers. Um, I had a good handful of them sign up for the month of May, even though I wasn't putting out new episodes. Um, I was real excited to see that there were some new people, so welcome. And those uh, people who are not familiar with Patreon, listen to this and it'll explain to you a little bit more about what it's all about. You've been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, where women share their stories of why they stepped out on their marriage or relationship. But have you ever wondered what the husband or partner has to endure when they find out about the affair? It's such a controversial and sensitive subject. It's not as though one just talks about it casually among friends. However, there is a place to hear the betrayed partner's point of view and their side of the story. The wife left before my wife got home, and I felt numb. I couldn't move. I looked like a statue as she drove away. My son snapped me out of it by opening the door and asking me who she was and what she wanted. I told him she was trying to sell me something, more like steal something. My world was stolen in my garage that morning. I went in trying to act normal and failing miserably. I went into autopilot until she got home, ten minutes after I called. I just looked at her with her eyes wild, wondering what happened, and said one word, his name. Then I drove to school to drop off my kids, one in elementary, one in middle. The drive home was the longest drive of my life. My driveway loomed ahead of me, taunting me about a life that was versus a life that is. I'm not trying to sound melodramatic, but honestly, looking at my house when I pulled up, it almost filled me with dread, as if it was haunted. When you subscribe to my Patreon, you get access to these exclusive bonus stories which also include men's stories of their own infidelity. You will have early access to ad-free episodes and, of course, my blundering blooper reel. Visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to subscribe. I ask for a $3 a month pledge with your subscription. Perhaps you even have a story you would like to share. Remember, it's always anonymous and always without judgment. Welcome back. 
Let's get started on today's story about Iris. I am a 50-year-old woman, and I have been married for 25 years. When my husband and I met, I was 28. We had a very romantic courtship and married a couple of years later. Since the first time I was with my husband, he told me that he had trouble with erectile dysfunction. We are both confident that it is not a physical issue, it is more of an emotional issue. He was emotionally abused from an early childhood. Raised by a narcissist mother and a father who was mostly absent due to military service. He was always made to feel that he wasn't good enough at anything. In the beginning, I thought our love or my love for him would fix this issue. I was very immature sexually. I learned later that this issue was part of many that had ties to emotional abuse when he was a child. After years of avoiding sex, because it usually ended up with both of us feeling terrible about it, we pretty much stopped having sex. I just got tired of him feeling terrible about it. I never even really thought about the fact that I was being left unfulfilled. It wasn't until nearly 25 years later that I even thought about my sex life or lack thereof. I was premenopausal and my older sister had had a stroke and I started to question whether or not I could live with no sex or sex the way it was for the rest of my life. We had some neighbor friends that we had been spending a lot of time with. We lived in very close proximity to each other. I told my male friend about my situation and from the beginning I was sure he must have thought I was crazy. I have a wonderful husband. He was also married. We are older people, over 50, and his wife was nearly 70, and her libido had slowed in their marriage. We had been friends for a long time, nearly five years, and I had never thought of sex with him or anyone else for that matter. But once we talked about it, things started to progress. We started meeting at hotels where we could spend a few hours together. I'm not going to lie, it was fantastic. I had woken something in me that I didn't even know existed. I had not felt so alive in years. I was overwhelmed with the intense pleasure I was feeling before, during, and after we had sex. It was electric. This was the year of COVID-19, which I think added to the need for something good. I just have to add that because I think it's true. Well, this went on for eight months and I was not dealing with it well. I'm a very emotional person and couldn't let go of this thing that seemed to mean so much to me. From the first time we were together, he started expressing love for me. I was so confused, wondering if I should leave my husband, or was I just lost in the moment? My husband was sure that he was losing me, but wouldn't really talk about things. Eventually, things came to a head and I had to tell my husband because the person I was having the affair with told his wife about it. Things got really ugly. My husband threatened suicide. The friend I was sleeping with told his wife and told me he'd be willing to leave her and be with me. I wasn't willing to do that. I was scared and confused and really worried about my husband. I told my husband that I had made a huge mistake and I wanted to come back home. He wanted that too, so I went home. Most of my friends and neighbors turned on me. My husband didn't. 
he recognized that he had a part in this. I told my husband that I wanted to try and work things out, but I just couldn't let go of my lover. Then, I was with him again and my husband found out. It's been seven months since my husband found out the first time. It's been a very difficult road. My husband does take some responsibility for not nurturing our sex life, and I in no way put all the blame on him. We drifted apart and created a situation that only needed a little push. I am still deceiving my husband. I have seen my lover a couple of times since things blew up. My husband doesn't know. I've tried to talk myself out of it, but I can't let go. I really do love my husband, but in the sex department, things are still difficult. A side note, my husband told me when I asked him what turned him on, that the thought of me having sex with someone else turned him on. That was really weird to hear. We had talked about, on my persistence, how he would feel about me having sex outside our marriage. He said he couldn't do that. I don't want to lose my husband. Part of me is willing to give it up, and part of me isn't. Things are still precarious. I'm confused. I struggle with arousal with my husband, but we are at least working on it, and I am hopeful. My husband has a therapist now that's helping him a lot with the things that have been needing attention for decades. I really do feel, even with all the pain, that we are better and have a better relationship than before this had all happened. I still don't feel that I have all the answers for myself, but with some time passing, I can see things more clearly than I could when I was caught up in it, and that is a comforting feeling. Update. It's been close to a year since the affair was discovered. My husband and I are doing really well for the most part. I still struggle with arousal with my husband. I think it has a lot to do with the many, many years that we were not connected sexually. And I have to admit that I still get aroused thinking about my lover. It's tough. I love my husband and we are working on it. Thanks again for everything you do. I do believe it's very important. Take care. Iris Oh, Iris, thank you so much for sending this in. I know myself personally, I can relate to some of the things that you said, as well as many other women who are listening today. You know, as I've said before, I know you went into this marriage with the best intentions, but sex and connection that way is so, so important. And yes, people can say, well, we're still just as close, um, as close as we can be, but intimacy is such an important factor in marriage. And uh, I hope through his therapy that he is able to find a way to be more sexual with you or feeling more um, capable um, because it would, I bet, just bring you two back together on that level that you've been missing for 25 years. And it shows that you do have a good heart because you were like, you know what, I thought my love would help. We're going to be okay. Sex isn't that big of a deal. But, you know, 
in all honesty, I didn't have my first orgasm till I was 36 years old. I didn't know what everything was about. And so we do, if we aren't real sure and we're naive or um, just we haven't had a lot of experiences, it's certainly, you know, um, can change when you start to learn about sex and feeling important and aroused and all of those emotions and feelings that you get. So when you're not getting that at home or with your partner and you long for that, you know, some people just go find it. And then, yes, there's always that extra piece of emotional connection that you do get to your affair partner um, or your lover, how you, however you prefer to recognize them. And of course, it's hard to say if it's the limerence kicking in or if it's, and that dopamine, um, or if it really, really is love. You do become addicted to how you feel in those moments of excitement. Um, you long for it. You think about it all day long. And this person has become everything to you. Um, and then you add the guilt factor into it because you know what you're doing is not okay because you're married to somebody else. That then adds more pain, confusion, because you want to be with this other person. You don't want to hurt your husband. You have all these different feelings and nobody to talk to. So that is why I am here. That is why all of you are here to know that you guys, all of us are, have experienced these same feelings. And I want for you, Iris, to do what you want to do that's going to make you happy. Life is short. One day you're here, the next day you're not. And especially with everything refreshing with what had happened with me in just the last five months with my husband, it is important to do those things that you want to do and not put off what you think will be able to be addressed later. Do what you need to do to make yourself happy because you only have one shot at it and then it's over. So... All right. Well, thank you so much again for sending in your story and keep in touch. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope this podcast has been helpful to you. And if you are interested in sharing your story, always know it is anonymous. You can visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on Story Guides. And there you will find an outline to help you form your story for the podcast. While you're visiting my website, feel free to vote for me to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. Visit the merch store in case you're interested in some no-judgment coffee mugs or a tote bag. If you are interested in subscribing to Patreon for those extra episodes and my bloopers, you can also subscribe directly from my website by clicking on Patreon. Also, if you could please rate and review me where you listen to your podcasts, especially on Apple, that would be great as it will help others find this show. Feel free to email me anytime at rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Thank you again for all of your support. Please be kind to one another, stay well, stay happy, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye.